Welcome to Michael's Oscar review. Sometimes featuring Darren. Also, two. Or not at all. I'm Mike. I'm Darren. This is Popscorn. Popscorn, the File Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and this is why I do the intros. Uh, and this week, it was good. It was good. Oh, no. I enjoyed it. And this week, we're going to be running down all the nominees for Best Picture from this year's Oscars, uh, 2019. Um, obviously, the Oscars have already come and gone, so this is pretty much a retrospective look back at who won, should they have won, and also reviewing the movies that we didn't review prior to this. I really struggled with the word in there. You say we. We, me, like I'm going to be pitching a lot. I, I'm really just going to be doing a lot of talking and you're going to be agreeing, disagreeing and seeing if well, you would watch the movie. I've seen one or two of them, I think. I think you have. So Bohemian Rhapsody I've seen. Yep. Like Panther I've seen. Yep. I think that's it. Is that... <laughs> so I've seen Great. two. I will put my hands up and say right now, I didn't get round to watching Roma. So Roma is the only one we're not going to be talking about. The most about. accessible one. I know. I went out, I tried to get all the difficult one done first and then tried uh, to mop up Roma and then like my day off just got taken off my hands no. today and I couldn't go and watch it. Fair. It's all in foreign, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sure, it's fine, but... Uh... Look, we want a good, honest Oscars, not wanting any of those foreign <laughs> entries. No, this no. isn't there, the Popscorn Brexit edition. I know. I... And there's the first use of Brexit in a Popscorn. <laughs> Uh, lowest common denominator humour there. So, let's start from the top, alphabetically. I feel like it's the best way to go through this. Okay. Uh, so, starting off with Black Panther. We've done this. Yes, we have. <laughs> so, we're, ba- we're going to quickly recap what we think about Black Panther, but the long and short of it is, go and listen to our old episode. Yeah, I mean, even shorter than that. Rigidly okay. <laughs> Very... Uh, no, I don't want to say... Token nomination, because it carries connotations when talking about Black Panther. And the word token. But does really feel like... I, they tried to get that most popular movie Oscar in there. Yeah. And I, I, I really do sympathise with the Oscars. Because I feel like they want to put it in there so they can remain somewhat relevant. And acknowledge that a lot of work does go into making blockbusters. You know, and not just giving them all the technical awards. Like, you know, good stuff is going on there. But just calling it the popular one, mm. very vague, not really quantifiable. It's a really backhanded compliment, isn't it? It is. Now, on the flip side, I don't know how you address that. I don't know what you actually call that award and that category. But it felt like they really wanted to do it this year so they could have Black Panther win that thing. And they could show, look, we're inclusive and we're really shining a light on the most popular, you know black African-American driven movie of all time. And more to the point, with it being a superhero movie, the, the current most popular genre at the box office, really, if we're talking yeah. just about numbers, not in returns. And I get that, and they want to showcase that, but I feel like 
I could name off the top of my head five movies that were better than Black Panther that did not get nominated for a best five, picture. Five movie. of them are in the nomination. No, but I mean like I mean like superhero movies. Oh, for the right, last yeah, twenty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, well, that's ten. The times fact that better. Logan didn't get a nomination yeah. or it didn't win screenplay still exactly. Still hurts. You know what I mean? Now, Avengers: Infinity War requires a lot of back reading, which I understand doesn't make it eligible for best picture, mm. nor should it have been. But I just feel like yeah. A tricky inclusion here mm. for something that we both felt was bang average. Fantastic for what it did for, um, you know, kind of galvanising a previously untapped into audience. Really good uh, move from Marvel. I appreciate everything culture-wise, just the movie itself taken out of that context, however difficult that is to do, bang average. Yeah, it did end up picking up some different awards. Obviously, it didn't win Best Picture. Spoiler alert. Um, it picked up Best Production Design. Um, I mean, I guess so. It picked up Best Costume, which apparently was a big... Well, because I have a girlfriend that works in the costume industry. Ah. I know that that was a big upset. Um, so, And I actually think that it did deserve that. What did it upset? The Favourite? Uh, the Favourite and Mary Queen of Scots, who's design, designed oh, okay. by the same person, who's like the person. She's been nominated um, like nine years in a row for at least two films. You know what? She's got enough. Yeah. As long as she's won one, she's got enough. Yeah. Um... But no, that was a the set design. Visually, you can't fault Black Panther. No, you can't. Un- that's its biggest strength by a country mile, so fair play to it there. Yeah, it kind of deserves the awards it picked up, but well, quite rightfully didn't deserve to pick up. Oh, God, no. Best picture. Next down the list again, alphabetically, is Black Klansman. We've talked a bit about this. Oh, wait, that means I've seen three. You've seen... Oh, of course, I've yeah. seen Black Panther. Black- I've seen Black Panther, but I've Black- seen Black, Black Klansman. Pans- Black Pansman. I did it. You did it. Well done. I've done a third... <laughs> was there twelve nominations? There was nine, I think. Oh wow, I've done a, I've done a third. You've done a solid Yay! third. Um, yeah, Black Clansman was actually my favourite, not to win. It was like you know how you, when you ever you do an article, you do head choice and heart choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was my heart choice. This is what I wanted to win. Um, obviously, didn't. No. I think deserved to. I think this really should have deserved to pick up the the win, considering what did win. And even though that movie mm. was a movie that I liked, but we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, I think Black Clansman should have easily picked this one up. Um, which is a bit more of a shot in the arm considering that uh, Spike Lee was hoping to pick up his first Oscar. Yeah. And he didn't pick it up for um, Best Director. He didn't pick it up for Best Picture. I think he picked it up for, yeah, Best Adapted Screenplay. Which uh. is... It's, it's okay. I mean, it's still an Oscar-winning movie now. Yeah. Um, but perhaps not the one... Apparently Spike Lee was visibly angry when they announced Best Picture. So he's not exactly a, a fair winner. No. Sure. Fair no, loser, sorry. No team we? player. Okay, that's fine. No. But yeah, Black Landsman, brilliant movie uh, by a really, really fantastic cast. Um, Adam Driver was my favourite part of that film. Yep. Uh, although I thought John David Washington did a really good um, turn as Ron Stallworth. I really Everyone that. shines in that movie. Yeah, Laura so Harry I'm surprised it didn't pick up any acting awards. Yeah, that really shocked me. I thought it was definitely picking up um, maybe a best supporting actor. Maybe my only thought there is is it just it was too realistic. Mm. So the acting range on show wasn't really as like you were wild as what was shown in the favorite and stuff like that, where they really are hitting all bases. Whereas it because it was. Kind of straight down the middle mm. and realistic in big air quotation marks. That's the only reason I think it didn't really trouble the acting nominations. Yeah, I suppose so. I still think it should have won. Um, we're really speeding through this. 
That's good. Well, th- these we'll are get... two movies we've talked about. We're yeah. going to hit a few that we haven't. Uh, the next one's Bohemian Rhapsody, so we definitely not hit it yet. Ah, uh, here we go. Have we done a proper review of this apart from when um, we mentioned it in the end of year stuff? No, we haven't. Okay, so we can actually have a little discussion about this. Which is, I'm guessing, you don't like. I it. don't like it, and no, I know you I do like. Really it. liked it. I the the watching the backlash this week of like winning the editing award and and all this good business. I was like, people need to put the knives down. Like, there are worse movies to rally against. Like, I get that it's not perfect, and as a way of retelling the Queen story, it's quite flawed. Yeah. But at the same token, like, these people are making it like it's the worst thing. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with a bit with those, because it picked up best film editing, and I think it picked up best sound editing and sound mixing. Okay. Now, the sound ones, I understand, because having to sync up the live performances, in air quotations, yeah. must have been difficult. And I oh, think yeah. for the Live Aid scene alone, they they did more than any other film. Yeah. But but best editing? Best film editing? Mm. Really? No. I don't <laughs> remember wasn't. anything all that particularly special about the editing in that film, no. admittedly. It didn't really it didn't have much of a like a frenetic pace to it. Like Black Clansman at least no. plays on you know Flaws in and and peaks and troughs in the filmmaking of the black exploitation genre. Yeah, this one is just a bog standard, quite flat, semi moving yeah. forward pace movie. It's not that great. I will admit this. Now, obviously, if you listen to our best of uh, twenty eighteen film, you'll know that I put this above Black Klansman. Mm. But as we always point out, those movies are subjective and it's based on favourite. Yeah. So West Bromwich Albion, my favourite football team in the world, by no means does that make them the best. In the same way that I understand fully that Black Klansman was a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody did. It's just, I enjoyed myself. It was a fun... I think Black Klansman is great and all, but it's not exactly a fun watch some no. of the times. Bohemian Rhapsody is. And obviously this was just being dragged through. Rami Malek's not in that movie. No one's talking about this movie. No. It's running the mill. He literally is dragging that entire movie up by the belt buckles. Because Which is why I wasn't that mad when he won Best Leading Actor. Well, no, because I think even the people that are really rallying against it for its um, realistic portrayal of Queen or, or whatever the other sins it makes, you, you can't rag on him for doing a very, 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 very good impression of Freddie Mercury. He wasn't like, good. No one can argue that, and I'll, I'll fight him if they even try. His performance was brilliant, but everything else around it was flawed. I think none more so than, and it's something I bark on about all the time on this podcast, was the revisionist style of the Queen story, mm. which wasn't to my taste, certainly wasn't to the taste of the people I saw the film with. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't win Best Picture because it was very heavily pegged to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really glad it didn't. I want you to please tell that to the woman who went to Warsaw Showcase and watched this, no joke, 82 I saw times. that that story. Did you yeah. see how they rewarded her? No. They gave her a free showing of Bohemian Rhapsody oh, and a poster. Oh, God. I mean, she'd given my old work 500 plus pounds on tickets alone. Jesus they weren't Christ. subbing her. Like, she, like, woman, you want to come watch that thing like three times a day? 500 fucking pounds? Oh, yeah. Showcase will allow her to do that. No problem. As long as she's paying for the tickets. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we gave her a free one in the end. Just so the one. Go to. Yeah, just the one. And a it's... poster. <laughs> oh, and she said she was doing it because she wanted to make sure Rami Malek was, um, was you know, kind of giving the recognition for what he'd done. I was like, 
I don't think the Academy, based entirely in America, was really going to be swayed by a former social worker in Warsaw. No. To but you never know, that might have been like they were on the fence and then went, oh, wait, no, this, this lover's managed to watch it 82 times and not kill herself. So I think Rami should win. All right, yeah, soon. Can you imagine that phone call? Yeah, sorry, Vigo, it's not you. There's, oh, no. there's this woman in Warsaw. Pro- five, yeah, 500 quid, I know. And bought drinks. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're still Aragorn, and he was the, the pharaoh in Night of the Museum. So who's winning, really? You know what I mean? Right, bye. <laughs> oh, to a bit of fly on the wall in that room. Anyway, yeah, next down the list. Um, the favourite. Is this one you've seen? No. You haven't uh, seen this? My girlfriend has seen it, it's... and you and her had a very enlightening conversation prior to us recording a few weeks ago that made me think, I don't need to see that movie. No, no, you don't, no. For something that was so heavily pegged as, like, one of the best... As the favourite. As the (laughs) favourite. You motherfucker. That's my contribution. Carry on, Michael. (laughs) For something that was so heavily pegged as the Brit pick, as it were, um, Mm. since we apparently are still invading Hollywood. Not that we haven't done it already, we're still doing it. Um, I was surprised at how very little I really liked this film. Mm. It's quite a... An ugly, tone-deaf film, and I really don't like it. Hmm. It does. It isn't helped by the fact that it's got three people I really like in the starring roles, doing middling to okay to... And doing each other. And doing each other. To, to quite bad jobs, oh. really. Um, Rachel Weisz, Olivia Coleman, and Emma Stone. Can I just say something? Okay. Period dramas, period British dramas, are the one thing that British actors that are struggling for work... Can do. Can do. Yeah. And you've got fucking Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. Yeah. But don't take But that she's job. got an Oscar. So I was just like, maybe she was just trying desperately to get an Oscar, but she's got one. So she I know what hit. that was about. Well, you know, how was her English accent? I never actually asked this. Was it, it... was okay. It's uh, fine. Well, that's, that is the probably the, one of the things I had the least issue with. I'm saying, okay. A lot of the ire that I have for this movie comes from how it's shot and mm. how it chooses to frame its action. It thinks it's being really clever and quirky by using camera angles and effects that weren't used in traditional period dramas. Mm. It thinks it's really being clever. What it's actually doing is making the film really, really ugly to look at. Um. There's more than one shots where they're using fucking fisheye lenses, and I really don't appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that. I heard about that. That's... No, no, mm. don't do that. That doesn't look good no. in any film. Outside of a skateboarding promo video, please don't use that effect. Yeah, I'm going to go to that, yeah. don't use it there, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one needs that. Um, so, and that really it bleeds into the film editing. Whenever there are captions on screen, it's really spaced out in a... It, it's like deciphering hieroglyphs. They've chosen a really obscure font and they've just spaced out the fucking letters. It looks really dumb. The story is told like, did you know that people in the olden days did the shagging? And it's like, yeah. Hey, in, in write fact, this down. <laughs> yeah, anybody who knows anything about this period in history also knows that because it was not considered actual sex if two women had sex that the royals and people in power used to just have friends that they would shag ah. that was a thing and this film treats this like it's some big revelation like did you know like yeah there's yeah, bionics have been going on for longer than you thought yeah. mm. who knew it's just not fun or interesting and it just relishes in these moments of like oh great what i really needed was a scene where emma stone is eating out olivia coleman that's really what i needed Thank, thanks for that film. 
Yeah, well, Maurice, right? That didn't watch this one, Michael. Yeah, it's it's not good. Although, there are some scenes I do quite enjoy, purely because of who they've got in to play the male characters. And mm. I don't want to say that about the film that's predominantly three sharing female leads. Yeah. But they get Nick Holton and, oh, yeah. um, and Glenn from The Thick of It as, like, this father and son who yeah. are high up in the aristocracy. And they, <laughs> there's a scene where they're throwing oranges at each other and racing geese. It's fucking phenomenal. What is this movie? Yeah, what is just, going on? It's just a fucking farce. And whenever it's just being silly, it's great. And admittedly, of the three, I know that everybody's banging on about how great Olivia Colman is. And mm. I do like Olivia Colman. But I really think that Rachel Weisz is the one that steals the, the show. Mm. She's playing the far more complex character with actual things to lose. Right. And whilst I do like the idea that Olivia Colman's playing this quite mentally disturbed character. I mean, we know Queen Anne lost, I think it... I might be getting the number wrong, but I think it's 16 children. 16 right. pregnancies, either miscarried or the child died shortly after. Yeah. Very sickly, very troubled woman. And they they tap into, at points, they tap into that tragedy and they seem to use it in quite quite heartfelt ways. Yeah. But a lot of the time it's just, oh, she's just ditzy. Oh, she's just, oh, she's just she a bit weird. She's going to fuck off in this chair now, just rolling <laughs> down the hallway. It's like, oh, let's not... Let's not set back the uh, the old mental illness thing a few years there, guys. Into your card. What yeah. a character. And um, I just... I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil the ending shot. Cause, Spoiler alert! Um, the ending shot, they decided to um, say that like the, the story's over, but it's not over by doing this whole... Because Rachel Weisz's character is fucked off. She's put into exile. And Emma mm. Stone's character is now taken over as the favourite. Mm. Um only for her shown to be her, she's trying to use Queen Anne, but Queen Anne knows exactly what's going on. And this final shot is like her digging her heel into her hand. Meanwhile, kaleidoscope bunnies all around the shot. <laughs> Fucked if I know. Is it one of those movies where people didn't want to seem like what like clearly something's something extra level is going on here? And I'm the dumb one that doesn't get it, so I need to tell people that I got it and it's a masterpiece, even though I don't understand what's going on. I think so. And especially like, when this was a build as a comedy, it really struggles in the laughter department. Uh, There's a fantastic power struggle going on between the three central characters that mm. I think in a better film would have been very, very interesting. But in a film that is just... Has, really has no pace right? and just treats every revelation like they're the first people to have discovered it especially when it comes to all the sex scenes and when it starts treating the history with I don't know kind of like a almost a disrespect yeah. uh, and the filmmaking's very very static and ugly and just not interesting to look at whatsoever right? it feels like it's trying to say a lot what it's actually saying is how little it knows about its own genre. Gotcha. Did it actually win anything other than... I know it won Best Actress. Yeah, Olivia Colman did bag Best Actress, which is... I'm very happy for her. Mm. Very, very genuine person, Olivia Colman. Yep. And, and I've been following her for... I God. didn't know she was... Um, In Mitchell and Webb. What makes you think it's murder from <laughs> Hot Fuzz? <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that was you her. Didn't know that was no, her. not a clue. Oh, I remember her back in the uh, Michelle Webb show and mm. uh, that fucking Direct Lion advert, the Kevin Bev one. I'm going to say yes. Wow, okay. Yes, yeah, Kevin Bev, and they're like a banged up old fucking car, and they're next to the. It's a whole thing, Darren. Okay. Um, it didn't pick up anything else. It just picked up Best Actress, as far as I can tell. Okay, yep, just Best Actress. Good. Never mind. Didn't fucking deserve anything else anyway. Moving on. Green Book. 
Okay, this is the big one. This is the big one. It brought it home. It did. Well, this, yeah, spoiler alert, it won. Yeah. Um, and I picked this as my head pick. Okay. And I thought this is the one that was going to win because it kind of seemed like the perfect middle ground. Right. Between Black Panther and Black Klansman. It kind of slotted in there. And I, I feel like it did a lot of things that was just there to please the Academy. Yeah. And I think well, they I, really did course correct on why we need to show that we're not just white people. Uh, yeah, um, it was <laughs> not a fun thing, and, and, and a lot of people are really angry that this one won. Oh, everyone's angry. Yeah, I certainly don't think that this is, you know, a worse pick than Moonlight for best picture. Mm. I think Moonlight was saying a lot more about um, what black men are expected to be and not to be in modern day society, whereas Green Book was very much looking backwards. Yeah. You know, analysing racism through the lens of somebody who hasn't considered what he's doing racist, mm-hmm. which is at least more interesting than what 12 Years a Slave did, which is just white folks is bad, am I right? Um, but yeah, a lot of people weren't happy that this you know, was framed through the white character rather than the black character. Uh... And, you know, but Darren, I really, really liked Okay, Green good. Book. I really like Green Book. And it's very much salvaged by its two lead performances in Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Mm. Very, very good performances. And, and people that you feel like are complete, are flawed human beings. You know, there's things you like about them, things you don't like about them, things that you have sympathy for them, things that you don't have sympathy for them. I mean, especially Viggo Mortensen's character starts out. One of the first things he does at the movie is there is a... There's two black guys fixing his sink. His mm. wife offers them a drink. Uh, and after they've finished their drink, he puts both the glasses in the bin. Um. Uh, so it's straight out of the bat. It's like, right, this guy has no concept of racism whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And and also he doesn't like the blacks. No. Um, it's very quickly nipped in the bud when uh, he b- agrees to be the chauffeur and bodyguard for Mahershala Ali's character um, as they go off on a tour down south. Uh, to play a lot of, co- of piano concerts, yep. which is very interesting. What I really liked was the it was the flipping of the social status between the two. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's playing a very working class, large family character, whereas uh, Mahershala Ali is playing the the lonely upper class black man with no family, mm-hmm. which is at least a very interesting power dynamic between the two. Anybody that Mahershala Ali's character knows is is due to who he is as uh, as a as a professional or as a doctor rather than you know familial ties. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Viggo Mortensen's character is is respected. I believe his his nickname is Lip or something like that. Okay. And it's because he can talk his way out of any situation. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it, it's interesting to see the the lower class character experience having a better time going around the south than the upper class character who has the money who is respected. There's a scene where he plays. A concert in this big country townhouse, uh, and even though he's halfway through like a two-hour gig there, and just wants to nip off to use the loo, it's like, oh yeah, well you know the outhouse is out there, go nip out, go and shit in the ground basically. And uh, right, it's there's some really, really tense and emotional scenes in there, mm. and like I said, completely saved by these these two lead performances. I think were it anybody else, I don't think this would be as high up as it was. Right. But generally, the production design, the music choice, um, the way it's shot is all really quite nice. It's very Oscar movie standard. It's just it's it's a very well made genre film. Not necessarily saying anything about its genre other than, oh boy, wasn't racism bad? Wasn't that a bad time, guys? 
like a lot of these films yeah. do. Well, the Oscars. Right, again, you got to think, these movies were put into production when Beelzebub was nominated to be president. Mm. So we're going to be getting this for the foreseeable future, of like reflections yeah. on race in particular. If not, we're going to get a wave of this for... Uh, we're going to have a lot of transphobic villains, I feel, are coming... Mm. Etc. 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 So this is it for the foreseeable future, everybody. It's definitely more of a reflection of where America is right now than I think Britain is. Yeah. Even though I think we're completely in the fucking hole. Oh God, the Brexit movies have to be coming at some point. I mean, X Benedict Cumberbund already did what that one for Channel Four was any good? I haven't watched it. Mm. It's it's on the box. I don't need to know. This thing. I, I imagine the Americans like, okay, we don't need another grim reflection on race because of what Trump did. And very soon we're going to be like, okay, we don't need to hear any more about how we shot ourselves in the arse with Brexit. It's fine. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, I'm kind of... I, 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 if I was an American, I think I would be sick of watching this style of movie. Yes. But in reflection, like, whilst I think that Black Klansman had a lot more directly to say about one person's story through race, even though Green Book is doing the same thing, it does it with a lot more emotion. And right. I haven't done my research, and I know that there has been some disagreements with um, the side, the family of the um, character that Mahershala Ali was playing. Is it Dr. King, I think his name is? I think it's Dr. King. Um, I hope I'm getting that right and I'm not just attributed to Martin Luther King. <laughs> right, that would okay. really be showing me up. Um, they are contesting that the relationship was not like this, that there's, you know, there's no evidence to back up what was made in the movie. And you know me, I'm all about that historical revisionism and keeping yeah. it out of films, but I... Don't know. And I think unless I were to go away and do some research now, I wouldn't be able to pass correct judgments on that. What I do know is that it is a better constructive movie than the other movies I've had this problem with. Mm-hmm. I think it's far and away a better movie than Hidden Figures. I think it's definitely a better film than uh, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, obviously, it's a better film than Bohemian Rhapsody, but that does need to be said. So, yeah, I liked it a lot, Darren. Good. I think you would have a good time watching it. Right, well, we disagreed very, very starkly about the best uh, picture winner from last year. Huh, yeah. Where you thought it was great and I thought it was a diabolical piece of shit. So I'm glad that we can... <laughs> this uh, one at least doesn't have uh, Paddington's mum fucking the fish monster. Though. Yeah, exactly. So, so as long as that's like, you know, in there, it's probably <laughs> not going to be my least favourite movie to ever win the best picture nomination. So good on Green Book. Hashtag I what stand is the Green Book? The Green Book, the Green Titular... This is what I found quite clever as a framing device for that film. The Green Book is a guide for uh, black people of hotels and motels where they can stay safely in the South. So if they're holidaying in the South, there is like a finite list of places they're allowed to stay. And they're all compiled within the Green Book. That makes sense. But again, as a framing device, really cool. Really enjoyed that. Bit of history I didn't know about, which I always appreciate. Moving on though, Darren... Uh, next down the list would have been Roma. Ah, okay. Um, I didn't watch it. It was the easiest one to get a hold of, considering it was on Netflix. I didn't get round to it. Real quick, it yep. was Dr. Shirley. Dr. Shirley. Oh, I look like a twat now. Okay, we've corrected. It's fine. Yeah, Dr. Shirley. Also, Mahershala Ali... Oh, sorry, before we move on. Uh, Mahershala... Eh, start again. Mahershala Ali picked up Best Supporting Actor. Got no problem with that. He's already got one of those, though. I thought maybe Adam Driver would pick that up, but absolutely no problem. He does a yep. fantastic job. It obviously picked up Best Picture. What else did it pick up? Darren, uh, bear with me. I don't know. You think I don't know why attention? I'm asking you. It <laughs> uh, picked up Best Original Screenplay. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. I feel like there probably would have been a better nomination that didn't make it in, but okay. sure, why not? 
And that's all it picked up. Okay, fair enough. What was next, sorry? Uh, so it would have been Roma. Yeah. Um, but I didn't watch it. Uh, it's, what is it? It's in Italian... I want to Spanish. Say it's Spanish. Yeah, I was going to say in Mexico, yeah. say Italian. But yeah, so it's set in Mexico. Um, you can say Italian because you're Roma. Yeah. Um, Alfon- Alfonso Cuaron picked up the, the gong for best director. The, the which, gong? The, that's what they call them. The gong. Is the it? Awards. Yeah. I thought they called the Oscars. No, you know what I mean. Like, okay, yeah, I get you. The, 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 the shorthand for the trophy itself is the gong. Right, okay. I think that's a British thing. Um, yeah, so it picked up Best Director. It picked up a bunch of technical awards as well, I think. So yeah, it picked up the award for Best Cinematography. Uh, picked up Obviously picked up the award for Best Foreign Language Film because yeah. it, it weren't winning Best Movie because it wasn't in English. Uh, and I think that's all it picked up, actually. Yeah, that is all it picked up. It's just nice to know that Netflix, to get around the whole, well, we're only a streaming service, I think they put it out for like a weekend in LA, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. that was enough, like that counted as it's outing movies. Technically, so. it was in the cinema, so you can't say shit. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, no, don't get me wrong, I don't think they're going to do that for uh, a lot of movies going forward. No. That's not really their deal, but... They knew they had something good in the hand, so the, the limited release is really coming back. I mean, mm. just earlier this, this year, um, we probably won't get to do a full review of it, uh, but I did go and see the new Dragon Ball movie. Mm. And they did a... They had one... They had four nights with one showing a night at uh, Dudley Showcase. They had to expand that, add an extra day, and put three showings on every day. Oh, wow. All of them fucking sold out. Yeah. Lim- limited runs back. are coming back, man. Good stuff. Good for Dragon Ball. You didn't like Dragon Ball. I've, it, I just, it passed me by when I was a kid. Mm. I was like, can I put stuff in balls? No. And then no, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my, that my standard as a kid. Fair play. Balls. <laughs> Next up is A Star Is Born. Have you seen this one? Oh, no. I've seen the first half of this. <laughs> no, right. That, no, that wasn't a choice of me then to walk on. We were a little, little sidebar here. I don't think my girlfriend's going to listen to this, so it's okay. fine. We got back from uh, with a we'd been to a pub with her parents um, for someone's birthday. I think it was a mom's birthday, and they'd been drinking. But then they said, "Oh, let's put a Star Is Born on." No, uh, no one in my girlfriend's family, in the Turley family, is capable of staying awake for movies. Full stop. Mm. Especially if they started any later than nine. Yeah, this was half ten at night. So I was like, no I know what's about to happen. Is I'm going to be sat here watching a Star Is Born by myself. So it got to when everyone was starting to waver, and I just went, can we just go home? And Rachel said, yeah. So I was like, oh. So I've seen the first half. <laughs> Can't say it was anything special. I don't get the hype. It, it, to me, now again, I don't get the full picture. It was just a series of events that happened to be captured on film. Mm. Like, there was no real, like, gravitas or real, like, I wasn't really learning emotionally about them. It was just... Here are things that are happening. Yeah. And it got the pace of the thing early on. For him just to hear in a bar and go like, well, you're coming on a world tour with me right now. It was just so like, mm. it was really fast paced, but not a lot was happening. It, it really, was really just, weird. It wanted to speed through its bullet point plot. That's what it felt yes, like. Yes, exactly that. It was, it was, it was spunking its load very quickly. It was just trying to get you from performance to performance, really. And I get that. And I mean, you can say that about Bohemian Rhapsody, to be fair, but I thought the performances were actually pretty good. I mean, it's Lady Gaga, so, you know. Yeah, and... But I, on the flip side, I don't think it was like like a Madonna case whenever you go and get her to do some acting. No. She was really good. She was surprisingly good. Yeah. It was... I still don't think she was worthy of winning the Best Actress, and I'm glad she didn't. Um, but definitely turned out a lot better than I thought she was going to. Having... The only other movie I've seen her in was Machete Kills. 
She was in that. I think you say um, three-way. I was like, I don't think that counts, Michael. <laughs> no, that is her best performance. Yeah, it is. You guys are still here. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that was okay. Cause it's, oh, three-way. Great song. With a woman in the middle. There's a three-way. <laughs> no, she was better than expected. I like Bradley Cooper as well. I thought he was doing a pretty good job of being like... The subtlety of him always asking, like, sorry, what was that? Mm. And, uh, to like kind of mask his hearing loss, I thought was quite nice. But that's about as far as I can come in, because as I said, I don't know what the ending is. To yeah, and I'm not sure I was really sold on Bradley Cooper's actual singing ability. Everybody was really saying, oh, that's the biggest surprise of the film. Bradley Bradley Cooper's a really good singer. Mm. Like, mm, he's not that great. He's masked by um, <laughs> by Lady Gaga's actual singing ability yes. in their duet. Yeah. Um, and that... That song's okay. Like yeah. it was the only other song worthy of you know winning because it won best song for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, because his competition was very, very sparse. What it else was, was like, there? There was a nomination from Black Panther in there for the song that played through the credits. I don't remember a single fucking beat like, of it. Not so, a clue. We yeah, sat no. through that goddamn thing. <laughs> we I did. Can't remember it. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was just a perfectly fine film. I enjoyed it more than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, we the... get it, Michael. You don't like Bohemian Rhapsody. Is this what it's going to be now? Is this the new we I get think it, so. <laughs> we ain't getting Guardians for a while, so I'm about to retire it for that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, Bradley it... Cooper obviously lost for Best Actor on this one now to mm. uh, Rami Malek, uh, which makes a lot of sense. See, it was fine. It was okay. It, just, it was just, just an okay film. And I feel like the star... Because the star is... This film's been made like four times. Something like that. Rachel and her mom are deciding they're going to watch every version of it because there's like a Streisand oh, version. Gosh. Yeah, there's one from like the eighties or something like that. Yeah, I, have, I think I've seen the Streisand version, mm. and I turned it off because Barbara Streisand was in it. That's the problem. Yep, okay, um, she's good in Meet the Fuckers. <laughs> if that's the only praise we have for her, what else can uh, we say? Some praise. Um, was it really up for anything else? I don't think it won anything else other than best song. No, Which, to be fair, I don't like, think it was banked or anything else. Well, put it this way, I, I would much for even the little bit I saw, I'd rather watch this again than the greatest goddamn show, man. Oh my god! Which again, a sequel, which I will cut some slack if it turns out it was all a fever dream and it just shows P.T. Barnum as the monster he was. <laughs> then I'm okay with that. If it's just Hugh Jackman beating up a hippo for like two hours, <laughs> cool. I'm in now. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't have to watch the original again. Yeah. Oh, Boy, I fucking hate yeah. that. Film. Oh god, that was a. I paid money to watch that at the electric. And the <laughs> best, the best part of that film was the seat I was sat in. Good. So at least it was fucking comfy. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Finally, on to the final of the best picture nominations. Then we'll mop up any other awards we want to I've talk literally about. Literally, no idea what this is. It's Vice. Vice. Oh, the Dick Cheney the movie. The Dick Cheney movie. Directed by the guy who directed Anchorman. Oh, really? It's Adam McKay, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Because when he started turning, didn't he, and he had the big shorts, I yeah. know he's kind of going into, like, com- dramedy. Mm. Now, I didn't like the big short, mm. so... I bet a lot of people have liked that. I've not got around to it myself. It, but... It's fine. Like It's one of those things like, oh, okay, I get what you're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of that, that kind of, okay, I see what you're trying to do here in Vice. Yeah. But I think it at least frames an interesting part of history, living history for us two and for mm. a lot, everybody listening to the podcast, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and just tells you a lot of details that you didn't know, which was exactly what I was in for. Yeah. And if they did, did that, I'm going to double check this, because if they didn't win 
for best hair and makeup, then something is going fucking wrong because they yeah. they disguised Christian Bale. I, no, I, I was like, well, starting Christian Bale. I was like, where is he? Yeah. Oh, Who's this old guy? Can't wait for Christian Bale to turn up. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, he won best makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, absolutely deserved. They cool. they mask him under. They mask everybody. They made Sam Rockwell look like George W. Bush. Fair play. And yeah, everyone's really fucking good. It can sometimes feel a bit like a like a, a mad TV sketch, if you will. It's like got a, out of hand. Like an SNL that just right, goes okay. on too long. It's it, it's sometimes there's an entire bit where as a, as a as an ideologue for the discussion of power between Dick Cheney and his wife. They perform a bit of fucking. Is it is it Macbeth? I think there's yeah. performs of Macbeth. That's weird. But two things real quick. I heard Galactus is in this. Yes, Galactus is in this. But how does he show? Is it like a comic frame of him, or are they actually CGI to Galactus? I think it's a comic frame as far oh, as I can tell. Because they, they they talk about Galactus and Strongworlds, and he just kind of pops on the screen like, and then that's it. It's gone. Okay. It's what? really You're Dick Cheney's Galactus essentially because he was you know just. Okay. Trying to all these control all aspects of government. Which I is I understand like my basic things, but my my biggest exposure to Dick Cheney is from Without Me by Eminem. <laughs> just know that you got a. I, I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband' heart problems complicated. It's the only bit I know. I know that he's got a dicky ticker, and his wife was not happy about Eminem. So yep. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, that's a great phrase. Cultured, very cultured. Um, so, I'm actually going to quickly go down the cast, and that involves me having to Google the cast. Give me two seconds, no, Darren. I should have put the rap here, Michael. You there should have. Been a rap break. Do, do you want to do it again? Um, I, mean, I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicated. So the FCC won't <laughs> let me be, let me be me, so let me see. Try to shoot me down on MTV, but he feels so empty without me. So Christian Bale plays... Um, Dick Cheney, mm. who's very, very, very good. Um, they do do a really good job of showing, you know, the three sort of flag points in his career and how the, the film sort of branches from one yeah. to the other. Amy Adams, really good as his wife, Lynn. You hate Amy Adams. I've come round on Amy Adams. You've come round on Amy Adams. Between this and Sharp Objects, she's fast becoming a favourite. Wow. I know. Well, now that shows that you're open to change. That's always good, man. It is always nice. Um, who else is good in this? Tyler Perry shows up as Colin Powell and uh, basically looks exactly like Colin Powell. Oh, Tyler Perry was... <laughs> that's a left field picked by Colin Powell. I know, oh, right? But they, they do it. They really do it. Great. They could have shown some side-by-side stuff like they did at the end of The Disaster Artist and yeah, show yeah, how yeah, yeah. true to life it was because it yeah. was very, very believable performances. Mm. Um, I really liked the story that they did with um, Dick Cheney's two daughters, uh, specifically the character that Alison Pill plays, uh, which is Mary Cheney, mm. um, and how Dick Cheney went so far as to cover up the fact that she was a lesbian and had like a, a long-term life partner. Um, but then when his other daughter, um, Lynn Cheney... Yeah, Lynn, yeah. Is it Lynn again? Really? That can't be right. His other daughter, that's not Alison Pill, yeah. uh, starts running for office. Um, I think it's as the Obama administration took over. Right, right. And he just, on a dime, completely disowned his um, his other daughter. And that it's a really, really horrible moment that kind of gives sight into how the power kind of corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Even down to, you know, your cl- one of your closest living relatives is just expendable. It's a very fucking scary film, actually. I mean, if only there was a sign he was a dick. I know. If only there was some, like, you know... Way of knowing that before getting into bed with him. Oh. I mean, some things are better left unsaid. Yeah. 
But there we go, Darren. That's all the Best Picture nominees. Boom. Okay. Oh, I really did like Vice. I didn't think it was going to win. Um, and I just... It was fine. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it didn't feel like you too upset the Green Book won, so that's good. No. Pretty happy. I, I too, of the ones I've seen, three and a half I've seen, um, I would have given the nod to Black Klansman. Yeah. It, it's, but it got recognised, I think. And I, I really do feel like, you know, that sometimes the Oscars have to just course correct and kind of you know, balance things out, like when they gave Leo the Oscar for The Revenant, yeah. when he really should have got it for Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely. I feel like that was them giving um, Spike Jones like, we've, you know, we've dicked you around for, what, 20, 30 years at this point, mm. have an Oscar on us. Yeah. But you don't need to. Hey, Spike, we're going to do the right thing. <laughs> Did you see him? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Dressed like Cat Stevens <laughs> in the mid-2000s. <laughs> I was like, fair play, mate, but jeez, it's not time to make a change. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so that was that. But all, of course, Darren, the real big winner here was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Was uh, it? Oh, it did it win the first animated? It won, yeah. It beat out two Pixar nominations, which is practically unheard of. Wait, so it beat Incredibles 2. Wait, it yep. beat Coco? No, I feel like there was something else. There was another Disney film nominated, right? Give me two was seconds. That? I was convinced that there were two Disney films going against it. Where's Best Animated? Animated 2, I get that, but what would have been the other... Uh, best Animated... Oh, that's Best Animated Short. That's not what I want. I have absolutely no best idea what that could be. I could have fucking control left this. Okay, Ralph Breaks the Internet in Incredibles 2. It was also against Isle of Dogs, which I haven't seen. Mm. And the token anime pick Mirai, which I haven't seen. Okay. I would probably have gone for that, but no, Into the Spider-Verse <sighs> absolutely definitely deserves this. Wreck-It Ralph the Aurelian Nightmare yeah. got a nomination. Yeah. Oh. You do realise that the picks for Best Animated feature, feature are pretty much entirely reliant on the people on the board's children. So it's whatever film uh, they enjoyed. I so get it. The fact that Spider-Man 1 is literally just a, a sign of the world we're yeah. in with you know, superhero movies being so big. It is, however, the best one. Well, I would have been happy that or Incredibles 2 winning. Wreck-It Ralph will run it, it's all over, shut it down. Mm. But... No, it felt like that was a because it was such a, a different style of animation. I feel just for I I wasn't even particularly a fan of it for mm. for some parts of that movie, but the the balls they showed just to try that. I'm glad it won. Yeah, I can't wait for the sequel. Oh god, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a thing. Please give me twenty Oscar Isaacs to twenty nine. It's going to happen. It's Don't gonna... worry about that. Yeah, I um I just think I know none of the other winners. I mean, I'm glad for all of them. Did you, did Avengers pick up anything for the effects? Let's find out, shall we? Surely they're throwing so let's, let's just quickly run down all the um, all the winners. So obviously, Best Picture was Green Book, leading actor Rami Malek, leading actress Olivia Colman, supporting actor Mahershala Ali, supporting actress Regina King for If Bill Street Can Talk. I was supposed to see this film this week. Ah. Excuse me. Um, it looked really good. I think I'm really going to enjoy mm. this. And um, I don't think it won Best Score. And if... Going anything going on by the trailers, I'm really enjoying the score that they had going on for this film. Mm. Um, but it's Barry Jenkins' new film, who was the guy who did Moonlight. Ah. Um, and I thought Moonlight was fine, but not La La Land good. But that's just me. Right. Uh, best director, Alfonso Cuaron. Costume design for Black Panther. Sound mixing and editing for Rhapsody. Best animated short for Bao. So at least Pixar did pick up one. Oh, I can't watch that. No? I, I did watch it. after It was before Coco, I think. Mm. But it um, the... The bow mm. has an uncanny resemblance for Rachel's brother, and it just—I <laughs> can't. And I point this out to her, oh, no. and she punched me in the arm 
the hardest she's ever punched me. She's like, well, I can't watch it now because <laughs> you're right. It's just him. Oh so, no! That. Oh, original score was Black Panther. He Black Panatha? Black Panatha bricked up best original score. To be fair, they did do a good job of kind of working in the kind of Africans style of music with the kind of techno heavy stuff to represent Wakanda. So yeah. it was a difficult balancing act they had to do there. And, you know, the second you hear that music, you do immediately think of that picture. You can't be mistaken for anything I else. I guess so. That was I'll proven that. in Infinity War. It's like, yeah. I know a guy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we're going to Wakanda. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, I get that. Oh, we're going to Wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> oh, gonna unfreeze Bucky. <laughs> anyway, God, I wish we'd left the microphones on last week for. Uh, oh, what was it the Vision and Scarlet Witch oh. made with <laughs> That was the hardest I fucking laughed. Oh, God, <laughs> recording one of these. Oh, we've got to leave these microphones like, until I literally walk out the door and I'll turn it <laughs> off. Yeah, you'll never hear that, people. It was amazing. Uh, what a um, concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, film editing, as we know, was being wrapped. The original song was Shallow. Um, adapted screenplay, Klansman. Original screenplay, uh, Green Book. Foreign language film for Roma. I, now, these are the ones where we have no fucking intention of watching them. Best documentary short was Period, End of Sentence, which is a film about periods. Hey! Uh, Documentary feature was Free Solo. Now, I've heard of that one. So, that alone tells me that it was probably quite good. Was it people trying to get pre-releases for Solo at Star Wars Story? (laughs) Could you imagine? Like fanboys, but for some reason about the (laughs) We want the Lord and Miller cut! Where's the Lord and Miller cut? (laughs) Give it to me! Do people not realise the Snyder cut doesn't exist for... For uh, BBS and Justice League. Oh, I know that You try telling me. Uh, best production design, Black Panther, cinematography, Roma, visual effects, First Man. So no, no awards for Infinity War. Oh. Although it did make all the money in the world. I so. mean, they'll probably be all right. They'll <laughs> yeah. probably go to bed on their bed made entirely of money and be okay on about that. On top of a bale of I money. I mean, right. It's actually like more... Likely than unlikely that Disney will shut out the top five most highest grossing movies of 2019. Yeah. Easily. Pretty much. They've got th- two Marvel movies completely under their control. So Spider-Man and Recount. So, and a Star Wars film. Yeah, a Star Wars film, Frozen 2, and Toy Story 4. Yeah, they've won. If they don't shut out the top five, something's gone incredibly wrong. Yeah. Nothing's challenging that this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We'll almost get used to wearing mouses because it's going to happen. Great. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, everybody. I hope you enjoyed... Uh, I was going to say hour. Michael's yearly <laughs> wrap-up of the Oscar movies. This is the only reason I forced myself through so many films. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Well, you took a bullet for us there, Michael. Meanwhile, I, I was just not doing those things. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to put that away. Ignore that, everybody. Um, <laughs> I just produced a... What the hell is that? It's a delivery receipt. Um, Caroline had to send some things back. Uh, that she ordered online. I'm sure this is riveting. Probably for should audience, have put that away, to be honest. Plug. Um, didn't do that. So you can go and find me on Twitter at that Mike Owen, as well as Instagram at the same username. You can go and find the website under the username FoulENT. That's F O U L E N T on Facebook, on Twitter, on SoundCloud. Obviously, also on Spotify. Please do go and follow us on there. And you can go and find Darren at uh, at Daz of the G on. Twitter and no! no on Instagram and at the Gutteridge on Twitter. I should know Lovely. this. I tweet. I pretty much exclusively tweet you. They do. Coming up, uh, obviously, the big Pokemon news came out this week. We ah! get the region. Ah! <laughs> it's called Galar for some reason. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's not Australia. Don't worry. Um, we are going to be doing a very very quick. You've uh, just given the game away there. About what? You just said it's not Australia. Don't worry. 
No, because it's galore. Oh, I made yeah. a joke. Um, we are going to be giving away... Um, giving away? We are going to be recording <laughs> a Gotta Cast Them All. You've thrown me off my thing. We're going to be recording a Gotta Cast Them All talking about uh, reactions um, to the announcement yesterday of Pokemon for Switch coming by the end of the year. So Gotta Cast Them All is coming back for season two. Yeah, baby. Get excited. Uh, and we've also... As luck would have it, uh, we were writing Pitch the Next Pokemon region just in case this <laughs> happened. Um, and it did. And it did. So, thankfully, they've not gone with either of the two regions we've picked. So You can tell by the fact that all of the windows on our respective houses are still there. Oh, God, I would have hit the fecking roof if I picked mine. <laughs> um, so, we're going to be doing a pitch intense about that as well coming up very, very soon. Plenty of content for you to enjoy and of course do go back and listen to any of the previous pitches or any of the previous movie reviews if you've missed them. You can find them all on SoundCloud, on iTunes and on Spotify. But for now, thank you very much for listening to this Oscar special episode and we'll see you in the next review. Bye everybody! Bye!